Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 18 of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode is titled, How COVID Safe is Disney World? That's right, we are going to take a dive into our recent trip to Disney World and just focus on the safety precautions. Woohoo! We're going to talk about going, staying, playing, and leaving Walt Disney World. Episode 19, we'll take a look at our trip in detail. But this episode is just for the safety protocols, kids. So here's how this episode is going to roll. First, we're going to look at getting to Disney World, and then getting home from Disney World and what the airlines look like. Next, we'll review our hotel and Disney transportation, and then our favorite subject, Disney dining. Yes. And then we'll wrap up what's happening at the parks and Disney Springs. So sit back, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening, and let's go on that ride. So we just got back from our annual Disney World trip. And even with the COVID protocols, it was awesome. I know, I know. You're probably saying to yourself, what are you doing traveling during a pandemic? Now, before you send me hate emails and comments, let me let you in on a little secret. I'm the crazy guy in the family with the KN95 mask, and I wear it all the time. I really don't like to eat indoors right now. And I've eaten outdoor, I've done outdoor dining down to about 40 degrees. That was cold. I'm very concerned about COVID, but I'm not the hunkered down in your home bunker kind of guy. And I'm also not the no mask guy. I think you have to take precautions to be smart about what you do and follow social distancing, use hand sanitizer, stick to your group, and wear a mask and get tested. So right out of the gate, here's my first tip. Do what we did and order everyone that is traveling to Disney World an in-home COVID test. And then wait a few days. We waited four after we got home to get tested. And yeah, you got to do that in-home quarantine for at least seven days if you did get a negative test. Guess what? We did that. It wasn't a big deal. And we got our all of our negative tests. So everything turned out fine this trip. We flew out of Newark Airport and right before the flight, I got an email saying, the waits can be long at security. But here's another tip. I downloaded the MyTSA app a couple years ago, and that told me exactly what the wait times were. And I could see that it was no big deal because all the waits were under 15 minutes. That's right. Newark Airport, you could get through security in under 15 minutes right now. We had someone drop us off at the airport and good news for us there was curbside bag baggage check-in so that saved us a ton of time in fact between the little wait at security and the baggage check we sat down for breakfast about a hundred minutes before our flight took off that's never happened before at newark airport for me and newark and at newark airport the vast majority of people kept their masks on and even covered their nose unbelievable the plane ride down was very pleasant, but I get a lot of this. I get a, I get this question all the time. 
there wasn't a vacant seat on the plane. Those days of the middle seat not being booked, at least on United Airlines, are long, long gone. If you're concerned, then traveling by plane, you know, if you're concerned traveling by plane, you probably want to use your KN95 mask the entire time. We took ours off when we were eating and drinking, but if you're really worried about it, keep the mask on. Once we got to Orlando Airport, it was a completely different world than Newark Airport. Orlando, at that time, this is the end of December, early January, is definitely a mix of mask wearer types. You got the non-mask wearers, the dreaded mask chinner, and the no-nose covering maskers. So my tip to you is, bust out your better mask. Mine was the KN95 mask when I was in uh, Orlando Airport. On our way back home, Orlando Airport was no different, so be prepared. What was different about Newark, uh, Orlando from Newark was the security was much more crowded. I actually checked that. Way more crowded. So keep your better mask on and be prepared to wait in a long, long line. The plane ride back to Newark was pretty much the same. I guess, well, be, people were eating and drinking more. Maybe because they're heading home. Maybe because it was late at night. I don't know. So if you're really worried about it, make sure you wear your better mask on the plane ride home. All right, so you get off your plane and you're in Orlando Airport. The Magical Express bus service is available, but not the luggage service. So like I mentioned, I believe it was way back in episode 16, you need to go get your own bags. That's right. The luggage service that Disney used to provide for you through the Magical Express is no longer available. Also, Disney just announced that starting in 2022, they're completely discontinuing the Magical Express. So you better get used to new travel arrangements. What we did was we got a, we got a lift after we got our bags. You could also use the Mirrors app. And that's another tip. I have the Mirrors app downloaded on my iPhone and you could pre-book a van or cab for pickup. In fact, if you have a large party like we did coming home because the kids had to stay home for New Year's Eve, you know, they didn't want to go and hang out with their parents at Disney World the few days before New Year's Eve. And they want to spend New Year's Eve with their friends. So when we were coming back, we had a much larger party and we didn't want to take two lifts. So what I did was I used the Mirrors app to schedule a van to pick us all up and it took all our bags. And so... I think that's a great tip for you, especially when you're going home. Get get the Mirrors app, download it, pre-book a van or a cab, especially if you have a large party because it worked out great for us. So we arrived at our hotel, which was Bay Lake, which is near the Contemporary, with our bags. And the first thing you notice are there like hand sanitizers everywhere. I mean, it's like a sea of hand sanitizers. I guess they go with that old... Walt Disney theory that you need like a garbage can like 50 feet or so for people to use it. Well, it looks like they did the exact same thing for hand sanitizers because they are everywhere. Also, almost everywhere you look where somebody could possibly stand in any kind of line, there are markers on the floor measuring out social distancing. And the other good news is what you'll see is everyone has their mask on. That's right, everyone. No moron chin maskers. They're not there. No, no nose covering idiots. They're not there either. Everyone wears their masks 
And the only time you really don't is when you're in your room or when you're sitting down to eat or drink. That's it. Finally, the other change that we noticed in the hotel was the elevators. There was this big sign on the, by the elevator limiting who, who could go in there. It was usually no more than four individuals. It could have been five, but no more than four or five individuals or one family per elevator. And believe it or not, most people follow those rules. So if you open the door and there's two people in the elevator and there's three of you standing outside, I, 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 well, that turns out to be five, but you get my drift. They're not going to let you in. People kind of stuck to the rule, and everybody's pretty nice about it. And that was the other thing you noticed. Everybody follows the rules at Disney World. Really, everybody. So what we did in this case is we dropped off our bags with Bell Services because our room wasn't ready, and we went out to the bus at the Contemporary for Disney Transportation. All right, Disney Transportation. That's where a lot of the COVID protocols have taken place, and if you ask me, they're kind of for the better. Really? Yes, I really did say that. Gone are the days of jamming you into a bus and sitting where you want. Eh, all right, so that's not so great. But anyway, did you like standing on buses and holding on to those straps? Of course you did it. Nobody did. How about multiple stops before you get to the parks? Not anymore. The bus from the Contemporary went direct to the parks. And when that bus pulls up, the bus driver assigns your seats based on your party size. Isn't that super cool? Eh. Uh, but anyway, the buses now have number assigned seats. So it's almost like you're going to a concert and you got to sit in your assigned seats. And in between those assigned sections, there's plastic dividers in between. So what happens now with Disney Transportation on the buses? Everyone gets a seat. There isn't any more standing. And the buses aren't jammed and they go right to the parks. And for us, it seemed like there were actually more buses running to sort of make up for the lack of jamming people on them. So if you miss one, don't worry. There's going to be one right around the corner. This trip, we didn't ride any boats, so I can't tell you what's happening over there. We did take a ride on the Disney Skyliner late at night so the kids could ride it because they hadn't been there since they opened them. And nothing's really different um, on the Skyliner except you won't share a gondola with another family. How cool is that? Eh, again, don't get to meet as many people, but you're not going to get sick. The mon monorail is similar to other Disney transportations that you won't be jammed in with a lot of people, although you will share it with another family or two. There is no need, there's no standing because everyone is going to have a seat because, again, the monorail cast member is going to sign what car you go into. Disney does seem to be running more monorails to, again, compensate for the lack of jamming people into the cars. But if you ask me, it appears they took those cars from the Epcot line because it isn't running. I'm sure there could be some other reasons why Epcot, the line from Magic Kingdom, the Epcot isn't running. So, yes, right now, you cannot go from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot via the monorail. I actually had someone tell me that's a shame because going from the Contemporary to Epcot via the two monorails was actually faster than it is now. It's not. You can't beat a direct bus from the t t Contemporary or any other Magic Kingdom hotel to Epcot. You can't. Due to the construction, just a little another side note, you can't take a monorail to or from the Polynesian Hotel right now. Again, this is being recorded in the end of January 2021. So if you need to go to the top Polynesian, take the monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center 
stop, and then walk to the Polynesian. The only other tip I could give you on the Disney transportation is that if you need to go hotel to hotel, say you're eating dinner at Topolino's at the Riviera, and you need to get back to the Contemporary, you should probably schedule your Lyft or Uber or your mirrors in advance rather than just order one like you normally would do. Uh, it just seemed to us, and maybe this was just randomly occurred, but it seemed that it took a little longer because I guess with with, uh, with some of the transportation challenges that are going on, there just seemed to be more pressure put on Lyfts and Ubers, and they didn't arrive what right away. So that's a tip I would give you if you're going out to dinner at a different hotel and you don't want to wait too long afterwards, schedule it in advance. All right. We've gone through the transportation. So now we're on to our favorite subject, food. And guess what? There are COVID protocol changes here too. One of the best changes is that eating and drinking food while stationary is one of the only times you can enjoy Disney World without wearing a mask. So bulk up on the bulk up on those meals so you can enjoy some mask-free time because you no longer are supposed to be walking around eating and drinking at the same time. Some people get away with standing in line, eating some food and drinking a little bit. But for the most part, you're stationary if you're along lines. They don't really seem to uh, to come after you if you do that. But just keep that in mind. If you're waiting in line and you're drinking a cup of coffee or eating some food, um, try and be a little careful about it so you don't get caught. Um, I'm not really sure if they're going to bust your chops on it or not. I didn't see anybody. But for the most part, oh, very few people were doing that. Generally, not all restaurants or quick service or even the carts have reopened in Disney World. So unfortunately, some of your favorites may not be available. Additionally, the menus of the open restaurants have been pared back. So be on the lookout for those changes. Some of our favorite restaurants that were not that did not open include the Flying Fish, Yachtsman Steakout, even Casey's Hot Dogs in the Magic Kingdom, and the all-you-can-eat barbecue Ohana. You'll also notice that people are not walking around with turkey legs anymore. I didn't notice whether you could get you could buy one because, well, I don't want to eat those anymore. But you can't walk around eating a turkey leg. So maybe people don't really want it anymore. Anyway, you'll also notice that the restaurants that did open, they have smaller menus. This is not a problem because probably all your favorites are going to be there. But occasionally you might find one that's not. For example... One of our favorite restaurants is Morimoto Asia, Morimoto Asia in Disney Springs. And one of our favorite menu items is the Angry Chicken. It is not on the menu, but it's a special every night. So if you want one, and trust me, you do, when you get seated, ask your server if they still have some, and then ask her to put them aside for you. Most of the quick service spots, with the exception of some kiosks and Starbucks, strongly encourage you to use the mobile ordering feature on your phone in the Disney app. And probably unlike the last time you tried it, everyone is using it. So the system's a little crowded, especially when you go to pick up for your food. So here's a tip. Here's what I would do. When you decide where you want to eat, pull up the mobile app and place your order. They will give you a pickup window, which is usually like a 20-minute window. Depending how crowded it is, it might be a little bit further out. So say, for example, it's 1230 and you want to eat lunch in Hollywood Studios at the ABC Commissary and you go to put your order in. 
and it'll give you a 20-minute window, say, 20 minutes from now. So you're basically waiting about 40 minutes for your food, but that's not the point. The point is they're going to give you a pickup window that may or may not be right then and there when you place your order. So as soon as you can, and that pickup window opens up, tell them that you are at the quick service spot, even though you're not. Don't do this if you're waiting online and soaring for 60 minutes, but say, again, if you're in Hollywood Studios and you're over in a part of the park and you're maybe doing some shopping, even though you're not near ABC Commissary, then say, hey, you're here, and then walk over. You know why? Because once you tell them to prepare your order, it takes some time. And, of course, now everybody's standing around waiting for their order. So tell them to prepare your order when you're on your way or you're ready to walk over there. Don't just wait when you're there. The other thing that you're going to find out is finding spots to sit and eat is a little more difficult because Disney has cut back on the seating areas due to social distancing. They'll mark out spots on benches. They'll they'll put away they'll put signs on tables and chairs that you can't sit there because they're doing social distancing. I know a lot of people will send people ahead to get the seats. And that sounds like a great idea, but it's really kind of mean. You know why? Because just like I mentioned, when you tell them that you're here, so say, hey, I'm at ABC Commentary, and you press the button, commissary, you press the button to have them prepare your food, it could take another 20 minutes. Meanwhile, you set your your significant other to go get some seats, and they're sitting there for 20 minutes hogging a table and nobody's eating. That happened to me a couple times. It was really annoying. The one place that did it, that that was actually did a great job was was Docking Bay over in Star Wars Land or Galaxy's Edge whatever over in Star Wars Land because when you go to say you're here and your and your pickup window is available you pick up your food and then the cast member brings you to a table they find it for you so you can't hog any of the spots anyway that's a little pet peeve but let's keep going if you're like us you're a Starbucks junkie and you'll love getting coffee and breakfast from Starbucks at Disney World. And guess what? They have their own special protocols. So what happens now is you're waiting in a line, you know, social distance. And then when you get to the entrance, the, a cast member will tell you kind of which way to go towards which registers. And then you wait in a line again, following the social distancing. You know, you'll find little spots around the floor. And then it's your time to order. And you go up. And your order. And then there's even more social distancing. Oops, wait, before I forget. If you like to have like sugar or cinnamon or anything else added to your coffee, you need to tell them when you order it. Because you don't have a little spot where you can add your own sugar in anymore, your own cinnamon. So you got to ask Starbucks, their barista, to put it in for you. Not a big deal, but just remember that. Anyway, um, and then once you place your order, then you wait at some more spots. And then you'll finally pick up your food. Believe it or not. The whole Starbucks process, it seems crazy, but it's actually more efficient. It really is. It worked out great every single time we place an order. Not much has changed for sit-down dining other than what I mentioned above when it comes to restaurants. One thing what we did do a lot is when you go to do sit-down dining, when it comes time, you could use Disney's app to check in and the check-in for your dinner reservation. You can only do that when you're close. And then, so you say, hey, I'm here, and you're, you know, you're close range to the restaurant. You can say you're here, and you can check in. You'll probably wait a few minutes. They'll escort you to your table. Again, no big deal. It was kind of fancy. I kind of liked it. The only other change we noticed with any of the, the dining options 
was at the Rosen Crown Pub in England. You can still get drinks, you can still get food, but you can't drink at the pub! No, you can't sit at that bar, stand at that bar, or sit at the tables. That's right, everything's to go at the Rosen Crown Pub. So you're gonna, if you're like us, you're gonna go outside, you can sit on the curb and drink. Eh. Or you could go around, they have nice little, you know, there's a little garden spot around the corner, right behind the fish and chips, guys, uh, where you where you can sit and eat and, uh, and order your drink. I'm sorry, order your drink. Drink your drink. All right, let's jump into the final segment of this episode, which is what's going on at the parks and Disney Springs. And actually, there are a lot of changes. What you notice is that everyone, and I mean everyone, gets a quick temperature check right before you get to security. No big deal. Security is even faster than four. You know why? Bag checks. Gone. Unless you have a large bag or a stroller or a scooter. That's right. You just walk right through security. Yeah, they got those scanning devices out there, but you just walk right through and you get to the gate. And guess what? No more fingerprint checks. That's right. You scan your banner card and walk in. Couldn't be any easier. The next thing you'll realize is that there are no fast passes. Well, there are, but not for the average visitor. You can still get past pass if you're part of the exclusive Club 33. Or you need, you know, you have you have special needs. You can still get a pass that way. Or maybe you receive one for breaking down or for some other reason. Why are the fast passes gone, you say? Well, you don't really need them with lower capacity. What you do need to adjust for is that you really need to have a plan for how you tour the parks because you want to avoid crisscrossing the parks. What do I mean by that? Almost all the parks are arranged in a similar fashion, usually like a spoken wheel system, with the bigger, more popular rides on the extremes of the park. So, for example, when you want to go to the Magic Kingdom, decide where you want to go to first. For example, you want to go to Tomorrowland, you want to go to Frontierland, you want to go to Adventureland. And once you head to one of those sections, those are the rides you're going to do. Do the rides in that section before you go to the next land. So, for example, if you're like us, you did Tomorrowland first. So you do Space Mounting, Buzz, Lightyear, and any other rides over there. And then you make your way over to Fantasyland. You do come with some of the rides over there. And then finally, you end up in Frontierland. You know, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. You do the rides over there. That way, you sort of minimize the crisscrossing that you do in a park. And one of the other problems is because there aren't fast passes, there are lines everywhere, even rides that usually don't have long waits, like It's a Small World. All the rides have different queue entrances, and everything is marked on the floor six feet apart to facilitate social distancing. These wait queues will wrap around all over the place, going to places you've never seen before. So make sure you, you know your party is together, because otherwise you could get a little separated. The lines are okay, but since everyone is waiting, everyone is on their phone, which means there's a lot of time when the line isn't consistently moving, so that adds to the wait. You know, you're doing a little start and stop, not complaining about anybody because I'm just as guilty as the next person, but that does add a little bit to the waits. Also, in my experience, knock about 15 to 20 minutes off the posted wait times because I think they're padded. And once again, there are hand sanitizers everywhere. So make sure you use them while in line. The other protocol change is that Disney installed sort of rails uh, with plexiglass separators so that when you finally get inside the ride queue, you know, not the extra one outside, but the normal ride queue, you have some protection. 
It is sort of like being in a cattle pen, but they do get the job done. Speaking of lines, did I mention there are lines everywhere? There's lines for rides, there's lines for food, there's lines for restaurants. I'm sure there's lines for stores, but we didn't see them. Or did we? No, I don't remember any of them. So you will be on your feet far more often than any other past Disney trips. You almost never get a break from standing. I mean, you get a break when you're eating and drinking because you got to be seated, but that's about it. What are some of the other COVID protocol changes you can expect at the parks? Did you like fireworks? Well, not on this trip. How about character greetings? Nope, only when they are like 20 feet apart from you. Parades, they're gone. Every once in a while, you get a very small pop-up parade, but it's not like what you're used to. You'll know it's coming when, when the parade music starts. Did you like seeing characters walking around the park or even magic, you know, random music bands or, you know, you know, back in England, they used to have the British invasion back there? Not on this trip. How about shows like Indiana Jones or Beauty and the Beast? Nope, not this time. How about some special events like Mitzi, Mixie's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? Nope, still on hold. Also keep in mind that not all the stores have reopened. And as opposed to the past, when you could just visit certain stores to find specific items, a lot of the shops have similar, similar items for sale. Oh, after you make a purchase, you think about sending your purchases back to your room? Nope, not this time. You can get them sent to the park or you can, you can still send them home. So keep in mind, when you're going to the parks now, you're going for the rides, you're going for the food, and you're going for the shopping. So the protocols all kind of work magically, believe it or not. And that's a wrap for episode 18. You got a deep dive into all the COVID protocols that Disney added and how it impacts your trip. I think Disney World is as safe a place as you're going to find. Well, maybe not as safe if you just stayed home and wore your mask. But if you're going to go out and you're going to go on a trip, it's safe. I think everyone is wearing masks. Everyone is wearing masks. Disney's implemented tons of safety measures. I think they got it all correct. So the bottom line is, should you go if you're willing to take some chances? If you're planning an adult-only trip, have older kids, or have been to Disney World a bunch before, then I wholeheartedly endorse the trip. If you're a first-timer or have little kids, you might want to wait a little longer until they start adding back some of those magical parts like fireworks, parades, and character greetings. If none of that stuff matters to you, then definitely go. Now that this episode is complete, episode 19 will go through some of the highlights from our December trip. Then I need to work on something special for episode 20. I can't believe it's 20 episodes. Thanks for listening. And thanks for going on this ride.